My mother always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, you've probably been buying toys from Digital River. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 123, for the week of Wednesday, the 2nd of July, 2014. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... John. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Collectivity and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we tantalize with a terrific trio of toys of the week featuring the NECA Aliens Alien Xenomorph, the vintage G.I. Joe Hooded Cobra Commander, and the DC Collectibles Black Canary Bombshell Statue. Here we are once again, gentlemen. How are you both? Well, I can't speak for John, but I'm fine. Peachy. John, John do you want to speak for John? Peachy. You're peachy. peachy. You're peachy. Okay. So, um, Ben, what have you been up to since last we spoke? I must lead a pretty boring life because I can't think of anything of significance to talk about. Dude, and you didn't even like plan to make something up in preparation for the show? No, no, I should Oh, have. man. In, in hindsight, it sounds pretty boring. It does. Everyone's over there. They're various lurgies, so it's, it's nice that, you know, the household's healthy again. Have all the spiders went into hiding? Well, it's, it's winter here, so it's, it's fairly arachna-free at the moment. <laughs> uh, see, I figured you had large furry spiders that came out in winter. And, yeah, they you know, hibernate. Migrated, yeah. migrated down from the mountains or something. No. Yeah, I don't think the huntsman spider is particularly perturbed by season. but um, Oh, we don't really have seasons. Come on. Well, yeah, we do where I live. <laughs> that, I mean, it's, it, was, it was quite cool today. Yeah. It's not really no. seasons. No, no, it's been very quiet on the uh, the eight-legged front. Mm. Yeah, that's good. John, what about you? At least make something up, please. I got laughed out of a toy store. <laughs> or is Any toy store in particular? Huh? Any yeah, toy um, store in particular? Yeah, my, my friend's over at Intergalactic Toys here. Oh, I thought Wayne. they liked you. Well, yeah, I mean, the indie one does too, but... um. Mm. They they always complain I never bring Mrs. Nerd in, so I brought her in, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was looking to see they can you know if their sources could get accessories for my my recent Common Rider Gaim figure. Um, there's some accessory sets I was looking for, and they were like, "What are you talking about?" So we showed them a video, and um, they laughed about the show and just kind of pointed at me and laughed, and <gasps> Mrs. Nerd joined them, and yeah, what? Yeah. Far out. Well, they they can't have a place on the AFB forum because, you know, we're all about um, supporting people in the things that they like and only laughing at people behind their backs. Well, they they, they broke out the uh, the girlfriend chair for Mrs. Nerd. So. Oh. <laughs> they really like her there. I don't know. <laughs> That's My, an outrage. That's an outrage. My father-in-law, um, who is uh, invalid now, sadly, used to get dragged around to, um, you know, clothes shots with his, with my mother-in-law and he'd just walk in and say, where's the husband's chair? (laughs) (laughs) And then promptly fall asleep. (laughs) I'm all right with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they got a TARDIS in this week, though, for the front of their store. So um, I'm going to have to go back today probably and get a picture in the TARDIS. Sweet. Yeah. What's inside it? I don't know. You it, know it's infinite inside. I bet it's yeah. bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside. Yeah. yeah. You better prepare for some disappointment. Mm. <laughs> and so how was the mm. week that was, Scotty? It was, yeah. It's the uh, it was the last week of the um, Victorian school term. So, Mrs. Scotty and the Scudettes are on holidays now, mm. and yeah, and uh, there there is sickness in our house though. So I've been um, politely spraying people in the face with Glen Twenty because mm. uh, right. I I cannot get sick, and uh, yeah, good. So we've all been busy but happy and i've just had one of those kind of weeks of um i got to work at home a couple of days this week which was really lovely um so i got i got a lot done because nobody bothers me it's so cool (laughs) except for puppies but that's okay yeah yeah and oh and my little benson puppy um went and lost his manhood yesterday Oh dear. yeah and so he's wearing um we call it the cone of shame um you know the little thing that they put around them so they can't uh eat their stitches mm-hmm. um and uh it was hilarious we we didn't get one from the vet because we had it in our mind that we had one and then of course got home and couldn't find it so i had to go out last night to our pet store which is called super best friends <laughs> not just best friends thank you super best friends um and I was, it was very funny, actually. I was asking the lady for, uh, I said, I'm looking for the, you know, the collars that you put around the animal's, um, neck after they've had surgery. And she said, Oh, the Elizabethan collars. <laughs> I said, we just huh. call it, we just call it the cone of shame in our house, but whatever. <laughs> and, um, the poor chap, we put it on and he was just like, he, he couldn't move. Every time he moved, he was like, <gasps> It's following me. I can't get away from it. So he just kind of stood hovering on the rug for about 10 minutes until we kind of picked him up and showed him that he could actually move. Um, poor thing. Come on. You didn't video that and put it on YouTube? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I, just, I wish I'd videoed t- today. Sorry. I wish I'd videoed today. I was at uh, my oldest's um, weekly basketball game. And uh, right at the end, there are people arriving for the next game because they just go, you know, one after the other. And this kid spilled a whole box of Maltesers on the basketball court. (laughs) 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 And it was like, it was hilarious. It was like all these adults scrambling, picking up Maltesers. Um, And of course, I was too busy actually laughing to video it and then thought, man. (laughs) So how do you explain? you, You don't know what Maltesers are, do you, John? No. How do you explain? They're just like chocolate malt balls, basically. Mm. They're like, you know, M&Ms on steroid size kind of ah. thing. Yeah. So. Like Whoppers? Uh, I can't remember. It's been so long. <sighs> Maybe like Milk Duds? I can't even really yeah. remember what Milk Duds are anymore. They're just like plastic starting up there. They're just like plastic. You just uh, oh, top them in. <laughs> Well, that sounds really nutritious. Yeah, no, they're just like solid chocolate kind of. Okay. Well, Maltesers are like malted milk balls with chocolate on them. Then that's mm. what they are because they they're malt they're Maltesers. So yeah, they're malted. Yeah. So, um, one of the only chocolates that is safe to hand out to kids at school because they don't have nuts or traces of nuts in them. And neither does Benson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there are no traces of nuts in Benson. 
well, before we um, go any further on the castration theme, I, or the malt theme, or the malted castration theme, I reckon we should probably do some toy news. Yeah. Fine. I just wanted to throw castration in there one more time because we've never said that on the podcast before. <laughs> okay. I wonder what if you did, you know, if you had a manzillion, then what? Ah, <sighs> well, that could cause castration, couldn't it? It could. Hmm. All right, toy news. We'll be back. Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. As always, we start the show with articulated news. It's not all the news. In fact, it's definitely not all the news this week. We just chucked a whole bunch out because there was too much. So this is the stuff that we either loved or hated or felt like talking about. And Ben, you are going first. So over to you. I am. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Sideshow. Sideshow collectibles. Uh, They had this odd habit of being very inconsistent with their news and they will often pimp stuff well and truly in advance and you know it's coming and coming and coming and coming and then there's other times where an email just rocks up in your inbox and there's some new really expensive nice thing up for sale (coughs) and uh, that happened this week Mm -hmm. with the Doctor Doom premium format statue by Sideshow Collectibles and uh, it's a beaut Uh this is a, a really nice looking statue um, it is, of course, Doctor Doom, the uh, Fantastic Four villain. Uh, he will cost you $390, and you can um, obtain him now or pay him off right through until May next year. Uh, Sideshow Exclusive is a swap-out right hand, which has a um, sort of uh, appropriate Doctor Doomy looking pistol. Um, one thing I noticed is that the uh, pistol that is in the holster on his waist appears to be removable. So if you do get the exclusive and you put in the swap-out hand you can actually take the other pistol out of the holster and, and put it away. So that, that's quite clever. But um, this is really nice because the premium format, as we've talked about, you know, it, most of the time means you're getting some kind of material involved and, and because Doom has the, um, you know, the green cloak and the hood and, and the tabard and all that sort of thing, there's an awful lot going on there. And, yeah, I think it's a really nice piece. I, I like it a lot, but I, I haven't liked it enough to, to pull the trigger. So I might have to just think about it a bit more. I'm loving the cloak. Mm. And I'm you know, I'm really loving the fact that they have done that immaterial because um you know, as we were talking about last week with the Harley Quinn stuff, to me this is what the premium format stuff is supposed to be about. Mm. Um I the I mean, this isn't for me just size and space and money wise. Um I think they've got there's a legendary scale Doctor Doom There is. You know, as well. So it's kind of interesting. I, I wonder like as you mentioned with their uh i guess you know marketing basically um i wonder what the thinking behind not needing to do these do, do the big lead up is you know i guess that yeah know. i don't know i just i had no idea cuz often you get the uh the link to a video and sideshow occasionally put yeah. them together and you get sort of a, about 1 minute of video and you get little snippets of things that are in the works and and this one just completely snuck up on me i mean i knew about the legendary scale one and what i really like about this particular statue is it's very very true to source oh, yeah. the, legend, 
with the legendary scale one, they there was a bit of artistic licensing and they they added like a whole bunch of extra rivets and things that I just think were unnecessary. And, and this is as simple as it gets. This is you know straight out of the comic. This is really good looking stuff. And, um, and you know also the exclusive is not something that really grabs me. Um, I swap out hands. Yeah. Really not much to write home about. So this is the one that I think down the track I, I might keep a bit of an eye out for. But um, for now, you know, I think I've just got too many flex pays on the go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll leave this one for uh, a little later. What do you think about the base on this? I, I like it. I, I I prefer a more simplistic base. Um, I have a couple of statues with really really complex looking bases, and it can be quite a distraction when you put it next to another statue that has a simple base. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I had my way, I'd keep them all. <coughs> Batman. <coughs> well, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I I like it. Hmm. See, I'd rather see Doom with a more stone base, but that's just me, I guess. Well, okay. I mean, that, that's yeah. been done quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not unusual. The um, the Bowen. Well, it's not really an action. It's um, the the first Bowen Doctor Doom is exactly that. It's got a massive base where he's sort of standing on the you know the parapet to to Doom Castle, and it's um, it's very impressive. But it's also you know half the statue. Uh, See, one thing I'd be thinking about this is who I would, wh- what I would display it with, um, you know. And uh, there is a very old thing, premium format statue. Yeah. Um, but you know, unless uh, this means that we're going to see more Fantastic Four in this line, which I'm sure is possible. Well, I, I hope they get to it fast before that new film completely ruins the franchise. Oh dear! <laughs> Did you hear it's going to be found footage? Well, some of it is. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that exciting? I, I, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm ready to just give the show away now and go and wait in line. <laughs> All right. Moving yeah, on. Before we get uh, completely depressed. That's right. Um, yeah, this is another one that came out of nowhere. Um, I certainly wasn't aware it was coming, and that is that uh, Marvel Select have released a Savage Hulk and it's exclusive via marvelshop.com, uh, and it's a really odd-looking figure. I don't like it. No, I'm not. Oh, good. <laughs> so, I mean, this is um, Diamond Select. Uh, sorry, well, Marvel Select through through Diamond, and uh, it's a big figure. Like this is this Hulk is huge. He's really filling out the packaging here. There's, uh, I've complained in the past about how um, mm. the Marvel Select packaging is is way too big and, and unnecessary, but he's really filling this thing up. So, you know, we've got what we I guess you'd call a Savage Hulk. He's um, he's got his brown duds that are torn and what's left of a, a white shirt. And, you know, they've kind of gone for that, that yeah, it's not quite the Kirby look, but sort of the post-Kirby, you know, pre-Bashima sort of thing. And, yeah, I don't know, that, that head sculpt is just... To me, it looks like a custom. It, yeah. It, it looks a bit, a little bit, like it looks okay, but a little bit homemade. And I, and I am not, there's no immediate reference for me that makes me... Think ah, oh. I mean some things are pretty ugly, but they represent a particular style. It's mm-hmm. not Kirby enough, or um, you know, a particular vintage or artist enough for me to find it okay. Yeah, yeah. But look, anyway, this it's a huge figure. It's nine and three quarter inches tall. Fourteen points of articulation comes with a stand. 
Um, and you can get that at, uh, well, made available on the DisneyStore.com. So, yeah. anyway. You know what? The, the bright colors here reminds me of the old Energizer Hulk, you know, from Mego. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's the picture of him holding the rock above his head, too. But yeah. that's, that's kind of just the bright green and the, the purple pants. <laughs> rock not included, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Speaking of Marvel things that will not be hard to find if you're in Australia. <laughs> yes, yes, this will be uh, – we'll be throwing over to John for this one. But uh, if you're a Marvel Legends collector like myself, you will be uh, ever frustrated with the um, – the plans that Hasbro have for, for releasing these figures. We're just about to hit San Diego Comic-Con, and if you think back to San Diego Comic-Con 2013, there was a whole bunch of Marvel Legends that were shown that uh, are still yet to see the light of day, the Tiger Shark, um, Radioactive Man, and others. And uh, one figure that was shown was the Agent Venom. So this is the, the modern Venom that is uh, Flash Thompson in his, uh, in his sort of um, soldier get-up. And there was an announcement uh, this week that uh, Hasbro were basically planning to release a wave of Spider-Man Legends figures through the Walgreens Walgreens chain in the US. And as a part of that, um, most of the figures we will have already seen before. This is in a, a wave that went sort of to Toys R Us and everywhere else. However, they've managed to sneak in the Agent Venom figure as uh, an exclusive so if you've been waiting for Agent Venom, you have no choice but to run off down to your local Walgreens. Um, I think this is actually very interesting. This, this I think, is very, very important for, for the future of Marvel Legends. We've heard about how uh, these big bricks-and-mortar retailers only have uh, a certain number of slots available at any time and, and only for a certain number of waves each year. And Hasbro often point the finger at those companies as the reason why we don't get more figures. Um, one of the things that I read this week is that Walgreens actually has more outlets than Walmart, Target and Toys R Us put together. For, John, for people that don't know what Walgreens is, can you try and explain it? It's a it's, it's where I get my prescriptions filled. It's a drugstore. So they'll yeah. have an aisle that's like, Easter candy if it's Easter time or Halloween candy and then they'll have an aisle of condoms condoms yeah. they'll have an aisle of razors and then they'll have you know four or five aisles of you know drugs and splints and <laughs> vitamins and toys and um, their toy sections about half an aisle and how often do you find yourself sort of wandering in and having a bit of a look? Is like, is it is it on your usual circuit, or you only sort of have a look when you're in the? Um, well, I I go every time me or Mrs. Nerd gets a prescription filled, so you mm. know it's not all that unoften. Um, and is it the sort of place where you'll find a bargain occasionally? Or I mean, is it, you know, is it worth looking? Yeah, I've gotten some some bargains there. Um, I know they had some of the Walking Dead figures that were kind of exclusive to them. I think one of the the Ricks was. Um, mm. The the thing is, is when they get toys in, they don't get like a case in. Yeah, they're one yeah. of those places that they'll send in, you know, one of those plastic tub things, and they'll, you know, they're they're filled out of some warehouse. So you'll get, you know, maybe two GI Joe figures, a Power Rangers figure, and. Uh, you know, a pop vinyl to stock. 
Yeah, I so heard this uh, a lot this week. There was a lot of chatter, and, and, and most people said exactly the same thing. They said, you know, if I go to my local Walgreens, I can expect to find maybe two or three figures. Um, so it'll be interesting to see just how many Venoms actually ship. But mm. given they actually have 8,000 outlets in the USA, um, you know, that, that's a lot more than, you know, the, the seven or 800 Toys R Us outlets. So yeah. sitting, sitting right here, I can think I'm probably equidistant from three of them. Mm. There you go. So, I mean, the question is how many there actually are going to be. You know, it's not just how many Walgreens there are, but how many is each one going to get? Is each one going to get them? So, um, but it's interesting, you know. And I guess if uh, if it shows some effort on Hasbro's part to get some of these unmade figures out there, um, yeah. then yeah, that's cool. That's right. And I mean, if they can actually show that these figures can sell through a new outlet, then that increases the chances of getting other figures made and we don't have to rely on, on the likes of Toys R Us. So, mm-hmm. so this will be very interesting. And uh, I won't be popping down to my local Walgreens because my nearest one is about 6,000 kilometres away. <laughs> and finally from you. For me, okay. Uh, this was <laughs> this was interesting. Basically... Um, there's a bit of a, a hookup between Frank Miller uh, and one of the, the sort of the Hong Kong vinyl guys. Um, how, do you, how do you sort of say this? Uh, Eric So, who is a, uh, well, a so-called master of modern design, making, uh, you know, vinyl toys and that sort of thing, um, has hooked up with Frank Miller and Sin City to make a Marv um, well, yeah, vinyl, I guess, and it's uh, it's Marv in his trench coat, and um, I really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm a fan of Marv, and I'm a fan of um, Frank Miller's Sin City, and what was interesting is when I clicked on the link in Action Figure Insider, um, Action Figure Insider currently have that really stupid thing happening where it keeps stretching all their pictures. Yeah. And they haven't managed to fix it, which is annoying, and I saw it and I thought, well, that looks really crap. And then I clicked on the link, and, and there was a, a normal picture in the in the news article, and I thought, oh, okay, that looks heaps better than I thought. So, um, so it's Marv. It's it's black and uh, well, it's in a monotone. Um, he's got his little bandages on, but um, you know, we got some wind blowing the trench coat, and it's it's interesting. I, I like it. I'd be curious to see it in person um it's awfully pricey it's uh, it's 150 dollars limited to just, yeah limited to just 950 um so i don't imagine you're getting much articulation so you could probably consider this a statue but um it doesn't actually say how big it is so for 150 bucks Thir- oh, 13 inches oh is it oh good yeah. oh that's considerably bigger than i expected so cool it's a, a nifty piece i quite like it awesome thank you very much for all of that Ben and John, what about some news from you? Well, we're, you know, obviously seeing SDCC exclusives coming out, and General Giant has announced a couple here, and one of them is Jack Porkins. I know you're saying Porkins. He is the chubby pilot from Star Wars Episode Four, who seems to have some kind of cult following uh, these days. Huh. Yeah. Um, so if you've ever wanted a mini bust of him, uh, this would be your your chance. Your life is now complete. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, he was in uh, Batman as well. He, pl- he played uh, Eckhart. Ah, so. Okay. Oh, there you go. But uh, what I don't understand is he's got a removable visor. And yeah. Uh, 
it doesn't when you remove the visor it doesn't have the little tabs you know like on the x-wing helmets when the visor's up you can actually see the the bottom of it and it doesn't have that and it looks odd without that so i don't know what their thoughts were there but not really a digging the without a visor look no definitely not and he's got a pistol, which he never had in the movie because he was only in an X-Wing for 10 seconds of film time. So, <laughs> But he's still not getting any respect, is he? Yeah, he does, but... Yeah. <laughs> cool. Sorry. And something uh, else. Yeah, they also announced their um, exclusive AT-AT driver, their jumbo figure. So the next in their wave of jumbo figures. Um Pretty cool figure. I, I love the vintage figure, so this this is a neat one. Uh, you know, obviously he comes with his over-the-shoulder rifle, which is pretty cool, because that's one of my favorite of the vintage weapons, too. So, um, looks neat. You know, just a stereotypical thing. Uh, 80 bucks for this. So, you know, if you're collecting these, I guess you'll have to track this one down uh, as an exclusive. So Not cheap. Mm. Not cheap when you think about, you know, to me, unless you had a... Um, you know, particular need to just have the giant ADAT driver, you'd be collecting a few of these so that, you know, it's getting into statue territory, really. Yeah. yeah. I, and, you know, I think I've said it before. I think these are more for people that have one particular figure, or, you know, character focus, but they do look cool when they're all together. Yeah, or I can see that. A, yeah, I can see or that. Or if you had a complete vintage line, a carded line already, and you were looking for something new to collect. Yeah, I could see that as well. Hmm. That's fun. Good on them. Uh, now we've made it, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes into the podcast without saying the word Funko. Um, in fact, we said castration before we said Funko. So it's been remiss of us. Yeah. I, so you better, um, get onto it, please. Um, well, this is just exciting news and Scott, you're going to be all over this. <gasps> My little pony series two mystery minis. Oh, thank Ray. God. I have been so worried. Did we miss series one? <laughs> no, I, I actually have one of them, but that's a long Did story. we talk about them, though? Mm-mm. No, um, I don't remember. It was quite a while ago, I think. It was about this time last year, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, tell us all about it. Well, you know, uh, Mystery Minis, little blind boxed uh, vinyl figures, and these are obviously ponies, which I here's what I don't get on these, is My Little Pony is a little series of vinyl figures anyway that you can go buy but we're going to make mystery minis of them as a blind... I don't understand what the different... You know, it's just like miniature versions of the regular ones. We're normally like a, a Marvel mystery mini. It's a stylized version of the character. But in this case, it's um, it's not. So, And two of these are dragon-like, so I'm not really too sure what those are. I have got a mate at work who... I, I really can't remember how we... Uh, developed this running joke that he's a Bernie, um, which he really isn't. But I, I have been known to um, buy little my my little pony things for him to have on his desk, and so I shall certainly be um, availing myself of these if I see them around. Although I don't want one of those weird dragon things. <laughs> That's I mean I want I want a a pony. <laughs> Well, and one of the dragons is 2 and 12, so you have a good shot. Man, 
See, they're weird. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about My Little Pony, but I would never look at that and think, oh, it's the dragons from My Little Pony. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get letters. I'm sorry, everybody. Mm. I blame John. Well, let's move on to something a little okay. nicer. Yeah, do. Um, yeah. They've also announced some of their SDCC exclusives, including, and this is a cool one, um, a Luke and Wampa two-pack. That's awesome. And the packaging on that is just fantastic because um, Luke's packaged upside down, you know, hanging from the top of the box. The Wampa is oversized and his arm is uh, <laughs> cut off in the package. So um, that's great. I love it. I love yeah, it. That's that would, awesome. That would be one that would you know, want to keep in the package, mm. I'm sure. There's something in there, though, that I'm really not loving at all. What's that? The, the, um, Fred and Barney Flintstone three different color sets. Like, yeah, I'm glad someone else said that. What? Does anyone yeah, else and... just think they look like they've just been kidnapped? And it's like, <laughs> I don't want you to talk, so I'm going to grab some duct tape. <laughs> I, th- I thought they looked like they had surgical masks on. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, and what I don't understand, I'm sure the regular version is going to be produced for the shelf, you know, regular go out and buy it in the store, but all of these exclusive versions are just not colors I'd want Fred or no. Bonnie in. Mm. So. Mm. No. And I think particularly the blue, <clears throat> the, the blue um, stubble is, is, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what it, oh, I was uh, trying to work out what it was. Yeah, well, I mean, the, you know, if you look at the, um, mm. the source material, you know, they're always drawn with a bit of kind of like I assume it's stubble. It's blue, of course. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And for all the Predator fans out there, they're also having a uh, clear Predator with green blood splattered on him in their reaction. Or not reaction. Yeah, reaction figures. Does that mean it's some other Predator's blood? You would think. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Have you noticed that it says age 17 plus? Is that... I'm sure they do that so they don't have to safety test them. Was it because it's mm. blood? No, I'm I'm sure because it's <laughs> intended as a collector line. They just don't want to mm. go through all the <laughs> trouble of safety testing them. Cool. Is that all of your news? I believe it is. Well, very good. Well, I will wrap up. And first of all, a big announcement from, well, a, a big announcement of something not as big as normal from Hot's Toys, um, which is that they are doing a one twelfth scale the bat from uh, the Dark Knight Rises, and so this is really interesting. Um, that first of all, that they're going into this scale and not just with a vehicle, but with figures as well, because there is a deluxe set of this that is going to include one twelfth scale versions of Batman and Catwoman. Um, and this is still uh, big. Uh, it says height approximately 75 centimeters. Um, so that is not small. And uh, we don't have weight, etc. cetera, yet. Uh, but it, it lights up. It has uh, movable parts it has the the figure the stand the deluxe set has catwoman as well and you can pre-order it on big bad toy store right now for seven hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah hmm. so uh 
what do we think, first of all, about Hot Toys working in that scale? Well, wasn't this uh, a response to them not being able to produce it in one six scale? Like, didn't didn't they originally announce it as a one six scale item, and then I, I, obviously by the time they sort of costed it out, it just wasn't viable, so they scaled it back to um, one twelve scale. Hmm. Look, I think it's fantastic, but um, getting down to one twelve scale, you know, that's that's a scale that you play with you know that's marvel yeah. legends dc universe classics you know you're used to actually having stuff to play with at that scale so this is a really really expensive six inch scale toy that you can't play with mm. i will be really interested to see as well these figures like i i'm i'm mm. you know obviously this is not um for me but if they made the figures available se- separately, I would buy them just out of interest, really, to see what Hot Toys does with, you know, 112 scale. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they come out. Yes. It's hard I'm, to tell I'm, from the photos. I'm just not a fan of that vehicle. I, it just never. Yeah, it, me. It, it didn't float my boat in the movie, but. No, no, uh, no, no, no. People who are huge fans of the films, and, you know, this is the centerpiece of your collection. Yeah, I I um I mean good on them for doing this, and uh, it's obviously um, a bit of an experiment as well. So it'll be interesting to see um, what how well this sells. I think the price point is going to be a huge deterrent. Um, you know, I I would if they did like the Batmobile on the one twelve scale, I think that'd be awesome. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, the the deluxe set also comes with the uh, fusion reactor, which spoilers has a bit to do in the movie. Yeah. Um. So I think that's quite interesting. Um. Something totally different. The figure arts zero Power Rangers line continues with the Green Ranger from Bandai, which has now been solicited and I nearly said solicited um, <laughs> not that, and uh, this of course has zero points of articulation and uh, is green and Power Rangery. <laughs> it is yeah. you know, he was on, uh, <laughs> um, do, do you guys have Heroes of Cosplay on your sci-fi channel down there? Quite possibly, I don't know Not that I'm aware of he was a judge on a, a cosplay competition they were showing, and um, somebody dressed as the Green Power Ranger, and um, he, of course, awarded his judge's award to him. <laughs> that was a little self-serving. but <gasps> Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Which one was the green one? That's Tommy. Oh, of course, yeah. All right. Um, so there you go, if you are enjoying this line. And we haven't had a chance to ask Adam whether he's collecting this or not. I, I don't think he gets any of those. That he has like one of the zeros. I don't think he normally gets the zeros. Okay. Um, and then on to some other STCC announcements. Action Figure Express, which often does some DC-related uh, stuff around San Diego time, has a couple of really interesting um, busts that are in a two-pack, and these are Flashpoint, Batman, and Reverse Flash. Um. I th- it's a bit weird, I think, just in terms of timing, because, you know, Flashpoint is certainly not news anymore. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Reminds many of us of the uh, beginning of the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, the yeah, yeah, they're okay. They they are. I mean, are these busts that have come out already and have just been tweaked? Like, for example, you know, did the Flash come out as the Flash and they've just painted it yellow and whacked a reverse Flash logo? Because I mean, the reverse Flash wording on the on the base there actually looks like it's been sort of photoshopped on there. It doesn't actually look. Yeah, the um, they do look like the new. DC busts with those bases that I really do not like. Um, you know, they've taken a more uniform approach to making the bases of all of their busts ugly. Um, and, you know, as opposed to more organic and character based, um, they, they do generally have the character logo on them, but they don't normally, they don't have the name. Um, so, and, as as we are have are well on record as saying, it drives me crazy when they put names on these things because it's like, gee, thanks. I would yeah. never have worked that out otherwise. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be spending sixty bucks on this if I didn't already know who the Reverse Flash was. So I don't need a label. Thank you. Um, having said that, I'll be trying to track this down for my eldest for the Reverse Flash, and someone else can have the Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, even. Looking at these pictures, I'm hoping they're prototypes because the paint, from what I yeah. can see, looks fairly sloppy. Yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it looks pretty um homemade. I mean, it looks like a Christmas ornament. That's what it looks like. Um, yes, you can send your hate mail to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't send it. Don't send it to me. Send it to Engineer Nerd. Um, I just was trying to have a look to see. Uh, there is a flash bust that is coming out, but it is not the same. Um, so n- I, d- I don't think this is the same. Um, so we shall, we shall see. Um, but anyway, something kind of different. And then finally, Kotobukiya has announced their STCC exclusives, um, one of which I really, really, really want. <laughs> and uh, that is the Artifacts Bob Kane 75th Anniversary Batman, which, oh my gosh. Mm. I really need this. I need some lovely listener out there to stand in line for me somewhere mm-hmm. to get this for me. Please. Mm. Please. Well, it says that it'll be available through a limited non-attendee event. Oh, really? A pre-order event, yeah. com. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be limited to American shopping. I mean, shipping. Uh, and also, in things that I don't want, but are also, you know, interesting, um, we have the Spider-Woman Kotobukiya Bishojo statue, metallic and unmasked. Which is, um, again, if you're interested in those things, that's, I guess, cool. And then finally, the Bishojo Psylocke in her, uh, normal uniform colors as opposed to the one that came out with her X-Force uniform colors. So two Bishojo repaints. The, um, Spider Woman also has an unmasked face, but I kind of think maybe the other one did too. I'm not sure. Um, how do they swap out? Like, is it, are they just held in magnets or pegs or? 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get it. I just seem to remember when we were talking about it, having a, um, having some kind of discussion about the uh, a swap out face for the original one that maybe it had an unmasked face as well because mm-hmm. the the variant the the variant here for STCC is metallic paint not face so yeah, yeah. um yeah so but anyway if you're um a fan of those bashojos then you will be happy with that and if you are a fan of the artifacts line or not you might still be interested in the Bob Kane Batman which I sure am Mm. That looks cool. Did I mention I really want it? I really, really want it. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that wraps up the news, and I think we've got a lot more to do in this show. So I think we should move on and get stuck into the next installment of the AFP podcast game, Name That. One of the reasons that we invited John to do this with us in the first place was because he's good at games, and we asked him to make an audio game for us, and he did, and it stuck, and so we're still doing it. And John, do it again. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, This one seemed to be a little tougher because we've had a lot of good guesses on it, but, um, well, let's take a listen and make some guesses. But be warned, these guys don't just Slam it, crush it, and trash it. And now they're even bigger. Okay. You guys have heard the clip. Um, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Transformers. Ooh, you know, that was actually a guess on, on the board. Um, but no, it is not a Dinobot. And that's what somebody was thinking. Oh, um, that's a, that was my only guess was Dinobots. Dinobots. Yeah. Um, Baseballs. It, it is not Transformers related at all. It Dang. is, however, dinosaur related. Well, uh, not. Yeah, see. Um, this is from Playmates. It was a line from Primal Rage that uh, it's one of my favorite video games of probably the 90s. It's like Mortal Kombat with dinosaurs. So oh. uh, that's, that's actually what this is. It's <laughs> Mortal Kombat with Playmates dinosaurs. Had. It is. You get to play a dinosaur, a T-Rex, or a raptor, and, you know, one of them has magic abilities, which I don't understand, but that's another story. Um, And you can eat people. There's little people running around if you need energy on the bottom of the screen, and you eat the people. I need to get one of those jobs. I need to get a job. (laughs) You sit in a boardroom, and someone snaps their fingers and goes, come on, ideas, ideas, and you go, Mortal Kombat with dinosaurs. Yep. Someone just goes, brilliant. It was. It's probably the the game in the '90s though that I probably put the most quarters into. Uh, <laughs> I just liked it. I don't know. Yeah, I want a job like that too. Or I'd settle for the job. One of the jobs I've always coveted is uh, the people, the person who gets to name all of the product lines at Aldi, because <laughs> you know they buy, like you know they they get all their stuff is made by other companies, and then they just create their own line of butter or whatever. So there's got to be somebody who sits there and goes, so what are we going to call our butter? I know. Let's call it Wild Grove or, you know, whatever. Like, I would be great at that, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd be fantastic. I would be so good. You could have your own Glamour Gals clothing line. I could. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, Glamour Gal shaped pasta. Um, Yummy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, 
We should probably listen to a new sound. Okay. We'll, we'll listen to that right here. Hands up. Uphold the law. Drop it. You called for backup. Recharge your action figure collection with talking and electronic. And we'll play it one more time. Hands up. Uphold the law. Drop it. You called for backup. Recharge your action figure collection with talking and electronic. You guys know how this works by now. You listen to the sound. You go over to afbforum.com. That's afbforum.com. You make your guess. And, um, you know, if you get the guess right, you get points. And sometimes I get points even if I just, you don't get the guess right. And I just like your answer. So uh, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm fairly liberal with points, but you know, if you get enough points, you can trade them in for your stuff. Uh, Scott, uh, what are you giving away this week? Uh, free chest hair waxing. Hmm. That that you're kind of obsessed with the waxing, but I'll I'll let it go. Okay. Okay. And um, you know, if you want, you can also get points by coming over and playing the picture version on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then going over to the forum and making a guess. And to play the picture version, you go to tvandfilmtoys.com. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Sean. We're doing three toys of the week in this episode, and so we're going to come back and hear the first one. three toys of the week in this episode and ben is taking the reins of the first one so ben tell us all about your groovy new toy i shall indeed thank you very much uh i am talking about the aliens xenomorph warrior from NECA. uh now if you have any interest in these uh, this property and these figures you will know that uh, NECA have produced a number of alien figures in the past mostly standalone uh this was before they really got into full-on waves uh with these properties so um obviously they had some great success with their predator waves and decided to dig into uh, the aliens um, licenses. I think they were waiting on some of the likeness rights to some of the uh, the human characters, and so they're well underway. Now, the figure I'm reviewing tonight is actually the alien xenomorph from Wave 2. And um, so, you know, what's the big deal? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> The, the previous, the, the sort of individual released aliens in the past, while they had some fantastic sculpts, um, they really lacked in the articulation department. And that was something that the, 
uh, guys at NECA said that they intended to address uh, in, in these new waves of figures. Um, and, and I think they've done that, and they've done that quite well. So what we're looking at here is, I guess you'd say he's a six-inch scale action figure, but um, six-inch, no, not even close. Uh, if you don't bend any of the joints and you stand this guy up uh, as tall as he can possibly stand, uh, he's almost nine inches tall, Whoa. so he's about 22.8 centimetres. Now, that's actually pretty good because, um, you know, the aliens are actually, well, certainly the original alien, as he appeared in, in the Ridley Scott film, was meant to be um, quite tall, sort of in the uh, vicinity of eight feet. So the, the aliens are big, and this guy really does tower over everything else, um, and, and you know, which is great because they're quite imposing. Um, so this figure, well, price-wise, um, they'll, they'll set you back around sort of 18 to $20 at most places. Um, I've actually put off getting some of these figures because they're quite pricey in Australia, and I managed to get this one as part of a, um, uh, a group purchase. Um, they first came out late 2013, so I've only picked mine up this week. Uh, now, in terms of packaging, um, this was quite interesting because the, the Predator waves coming from NECA come on that traditional blister card packaging with the, the cardboard back and you, you just kind of, you know, get a, a nail or something under that, that plastic edge and you can just rip it clean off the cardboard. However, this figure comes in the, the earlier, uh, NECA packaging and that is that, that really horrid, um, plastic clamshell that's been heat sealed. So you, you literally need some kind of, you know, futuristic fusion beam to cut through that sucker. Um, and, you know, in terms of being collector friendly, not even remotely because you've got to really hack in there with those scissors. Um, even if you manage to sort of hack him out, you've then got sort of um, half a dozen of the metal twist ties to get undone as well. So it's, um, Pretty miserable. Uh, pretty standard packaging. It's almost entirely black. The uh, the logo, the aliens. This is actually based on the movie Aliens, and uh, so you've got that as a fairly prominent logo. Um, and then you've got Aliens Xenomorph across the bottom. Really, not much else to it. You'd actually have to go for a bit of a, a look to find out who made the figure, because um, the necker isn't sort of plastered all over it. Um, now, in terms of sculpt, yeah, look, this is sensational. They they've really gone to town. Um, and, and I think the reason NECA do that is they, they invest that effort in early because they get a lot of reuse uh, for future figures. This is not a new figure in, in terms of the parts. Um, in fact, it uses some of the, a majority of the pieces from some of those earlier figures. Um, what is different between, say, you know, this alien and, and the one from the, uh, the original film? Well, you know, obviously the head is different. The original head sort of has that translucent appearance, whereas this one has, you know, a lot of the ridges. Um, the other major differences, of course, are the hands and feet. Um, they've sort of, you know, made them even more spooky, if that's possible. And, and just some other subtle um, bits on sort of the forearms and things like that. There's the little sort of uh, forearm blades that connect the wrist and elbow. Um, but but overall, look, you know, you, you can't mistake it's an alien. It, it's incredibly well done with, with some really impressive sculpting. Um, what was interesting with this figure, and it took me a minute to notice, was um, they've actually gone that, that little bit, a um, little bit extra, I guess, and that is that he does feature an articulated jaw. And uh, I didn't realise it at first because he had his jaw shut and I was sort of playing with all the other parts. But um, once you actually open his jaw, you look inside and that uh, that famous inner jaw that the aliens have uh, is actually sitting inside and you can reach in and actually pull it out. And so if you want your alien to have that sort of 
you know, tongue thing sticking out, you, you can. So that, that was a, a new little innovation. Um, now, in terms of um, the paint, well, I guess what makes this one different to the previous versions is they've gone for a bit of a blue um, dry brush effect over the top of that, that really dark sort of charcoal-coloured plastic, and um, that's what makes him different. Like, if you stand him next to the other aliens, you know, you can definitely see that the the, the blue effect is quite obvious. Um, it, it looks good in some places, but because this has been done by hand, in some places it's actually quite gluggy um, to the point where, you know, it's actually pulled up in, in some areas and it's it's there's not enough in other areas. Like, it really is a sort of that that last thing before it gets, you know, popped into the uh, the packaging line. So, you know, it, it's not too bad, but I think a little bit more attention could have been um, paid to some areas and, and not so much attention on others. Um, but, you know, it makes him stand out from from his, uh, his brethren. Um, in terms of articulation, NECA really, really have um, pulled out all the stops with this. This guy's got double-jointed elbows, double-jointed knees. Uh, I mean, I just kept counting and counting, and I think I lost count after 30 points of articulation. Now, that's, you know, that's an awful lot. That's yeah. sort of getting up into the Marvel Legends space. Um, he's got uh, a really good range of movement in the feet, so he's got the articulated toes, but he's also got those really cool ankles that, um, you know, spin left and right, up and down, but also he has ankle rockers, um, which is really, really good. Um, the, the tail is actually one of those rubbery tails with a piece of wire in it, so you can sort of twist and, and move the tail around anywhere you like. Um, and then all the rest of the stuff is, as you'd expect, with the ball-jointed shoulders, a, a ball-jointed head. Um, don't get a lot of range of movement in the head because of the additional sort of um, tendrils and stuff that come off of there, but, uh, you know, a, a really big improvement over the original figures. Um, one of the things, though, with the playability and the posability is because of the size of the head and the... Um, and I guess the, the pipes that come out of his back and stuff like that it does actually make him very, very top heavy. So you, you tend to find most of the time that when you pose these guys, you, you really do have to use the tail to, to help stabilize them because, um, I think it's only a matter of time, you know, as, as somebody walks past and, you know, tiniest vibration is going to send this guy toppling. So it's unfortunate that you, you have to rely on that tail just to sort of provide that, that third point of balance. Um, one thing that really, um, was, I think was a bit, um, was a bit poor is that the pipes that stick out of his back, um, they're obviously extra pieces that are glued in later on. Um, one of mine actually came out as I took him out of the packaging uh -oh. and um, it actually didn't fit back in quite snugly. Uh, it, it clearly just, you know, it, it simply wasn't going to stay in on its own. Hmm. Um, no matter how much I pushed and prodded and I thought about getting, you know, the, the hot water out and giving it a bit of a go, um, but it just wasn't going to work. And so I ended up having to super glue it in just to keep it in there, which I think is actually pretty poor. Um, in terms of accessories, um, this guy doesn't come with anything. And that's kind of, again, a little bit odd. Um, I thought they might have thrown a face hugger or, or something like that, given that the predators tend to come really kitted out with lots of weapons and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, look, it's a, it's a fun figure. It's great to have on the shelf. Uh, looks menacing. And I think overall dolly rating, I'm probably going to give this guy maybe... Seven dollars out of ten, I think. Hmm. Very good. Hmm. Now, does he have uh, holes, peg holes in his feet? He doesn't. He doesn't. And oh. there's kind of not really anywhere you could put them because his feet are so the sort of the, the balls of his feet are so thin that um, I don't know where you would actually put them. 
Yeah, I was wondering because, you know, they have those clear stands out now for some other stuff mm. where you can buy a pack of, I think, six. And uh, I was wondering if maybe he would fit on one of those to mm. kind of help the balance. But, huh. No, no good. Yeah. Well, it's good to um, hear about some alien stuff because we certainly hear about the predator stuff. And so it's good to hear on the alien side as well. And, you know, I mean, it sounds even though like it's got some shortcomings, like you're happy you've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, now do you have a preference over the clear dome aliens versus the ones like this or? No, no. Look, I, I think they all have their place. Um, you know, I think the original one's sort of pretty spooky looking, but I think this was a, you know, James Cameron's um, updated version was uh, was pretty worthwhile. So, yeah, I like them all equally. Cool. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for that, Ben. Cool. And uh, we've got two more toys of the week to go, but before we get to the next one, we're going to come back and talk about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Total Morphin Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphing time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Power Flash, guys! Action Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, if we didn't all compulsively collect things, then we would have nothing to talk about in this segment. So it's a good thing that we do, because this is where we talk about what we've got and why we got it. So, John, what have you got and why? Well, I picked up, and somebody else did too, the Funko Reaction Rocketeer figure. And I think we may have differing opinions on it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Are you saying that you liked it? I don't know because I haven't opened it yet. Oh, I see. Spoilers. So I, well, don't yeah, read don't my want... don't read my review then. Well, and that's why I hadn't read your review. I Does that mean that I can't that. talk about it? Oh, I was... you can talk about it. Okay, cool. You're wrong, but you can talk about <gasps> it. <laughs> um, what else did I get? I got oh, I got some Sculpey on clearance at one of our craft stores. Yay! Um, which I don't know what I'm going to do with. No, I, I didn't know that you it. use Sculpey. I, I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like 50 cents for one of those little blocks and they had it in black oh but it was on sale i see so yeah. it was a bargain yeah i was like yeah. okay um maybe one of these days i'll i'll send you guys a picture of the one thing i've done in sculpey and it's it's not pretty <laughs> um what else? oh i got a uh i got a vintage hooded cobra commander from gi joe from my good friend the legendary tom brooks hey you so. should talk about that in the show I should. Sure, That'd sure. be good. Okay. Cool. And and I um I joined up for the Boss Fight Studios Kickstarter, so ah. that's kind of a pre-order I've got going on. Very good. Yeah. And Mister Ben, what about you? Well, I picked up a few more of the Necker Predators, um, so I'm almost up to date. So these are the ones that are sort of the Kenner inspired. So they've got some crazy names. Um, I also picked up the alien figure that I just talked about, but uh, I finally finished off the Lego Simpsons minifigs. Oh, very good. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Little story there is I, I got a spare Homer, and uh, a friend of mine was getting them, so I just said, "Oh, you know, have you got Homer?" And he said, "No," and I said, "You know, here you go." And he went, oh, cool. And I wasn't expecting it. But the next time I saw him, he said, oh, here you are. And he handed me a, a blind bag. And I said, what's this for? And he said, oh, that's for Homer. And I said, oh, well, you know, that was a gift. You don't have to worry about it. And he said, oh, you know, enjoy. 
And I thought, oh, you know, that's a bit of a bummer because, you know, I've got them all except Nelson. You know, he was Nelson's the only figure I needed. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to end up with another Duke. And so I opened it and it was Nelson. Hurrah! So, yeah, hooray. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I, I love them. I, I, I'm really, really hoping that um, this isn't it. I, I hope there's, there's a lot more to come. Have you started putting the house together? I haven't, and and not for any real reason. Um, you know, I've got it right here, and you know, I can touch it with my foot. Um, I just haven't sort of sat down to do it. Hmm. Cool. And is that the sum total of your acquisitions and pre-orders? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I got the uh, statue I'm going to be talking about at the end of the show. I got the Funko Reaction Rocketeer, and I wrote a review of it and put it up on the, our website, and I didn't like it. Um, well, actually, I mean, besides the issue with the figure and his gigantic helmet that just basically says, I borrowed my dad's helmet, um, I just think that I would really like them to take a more modernized version to the retro packaging because I just don't want to pay that amount of money to have to rip a little bubble off the card and have it ruined. Can, can I ask how much you paid for him? Do you mind? Uh, you sure can. I think he was $15, $16. Oh, well, see, that's reasonable. I'm not sure. See, I paid 12 I think. Okay. From, from my good friends over there at Intergalactic because... Oh. You know, they laughed at me one week, so they gave me a deal the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Uh, I, well, I got it from Big Bad Toy Store in a pile of loot. I think they were selling it for ten, um, mm. but then I, I would have paid around fifteen by the time you get shipping and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, but still, just I, I think, and like I said, in, without rehashing my review, to me, retro. There's a difference between reproduction and retro. Reproduction is, you know, a faithful, we're going to make this exactly like it was. And retro is, it's got that kind of retro feel, but you can have a modern, modernized take on it. So for, take the General Giant 12 inch Star Wars things. You know, to me, part of the whole, uh, novelty of that is the fact that it comes on a giant card and it's all openable and resealable. So you can take the figure out play with it, you know, have a look at it and then put it all back together. And it's still, it looks like a giant vintage Star Wars. Mm. And uh, for me, because the figure is just not great chops, like it's, um, you know, it, it's really not a great toy. Um, so once you lose the packaging, you really lose the effect of it. So as soon as I opened mine, I was like, damn it, I wish I hadn't opened this because now I don't like it. <laughs> See, that's one of my worries with it is I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to open it or not. No. So. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. Read my review. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, the the um, helmet is ridiculous. It is, they, they, they either, and, and the thing is that the head is crappy. So, you know, the, the paint on the, the head, the face is, it's really not good. Um, and so it kind of, you know, it's not a likeness or anything. So I, I reckon they either should have just gone for a hel helmeted, nicely sculpted helmeted head or swap out heads. Cause what they've done is that they have a, uh, helmet that is way too big, looks too big on the body and doesn't even fit nicely. Um, that sits on an ugly head. 
So, yeah, and and what's interesting is if you think back to to the days of you know our, our youth, things like the Star Wars Lando Calrissian figure in the the skiff disguise, you know that worked perfectly well. Yes, totally. You know, that, that that was Billy D. Williams with a, a nifty sort of drop on helmet. You know, that, exactly. That wasn't sort of overly goofy or anything like that. Oh yeah, it's not like it can't be done. Mm. But I just like when I look at the when I. When I sat back and looked at it, because, you know, one of my other big dislikes about it is that the face is really badly done, um, you kind of think, well, what's the point? I would have much rather had a, a, a rocketeer with a helmet that was appropriately sized and sculptured more nicely. Um, so anyway, it's a big disappointment. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still not sold on them. I, I'm no. yet to actually pick one up. I still think that, yeah. um, People are looking at them with rose-colored glasses. Yeah, well, I I do recall when this first came out, saying, "I wonder if this is going to be the same uh, kind of license to print money that the pops are, because you know the other thing." And this is what makes me, uh, it, before I get too excited about Funko six-inch figures, um, the same QC issues that we see in the pops are evident here. You know, the paint's bad, and that you cannot do a six inch collector line with that, that standard of paint apps. Yeah. So I, yeah. Mm. Big, 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 big disappointment. I really, really wanted to like it. Um, on something that I did like though, I got the latest series of the Marvel infinite, um, figure three and three quarter figures. So this is the red, she Hulk whirlwind, uh, battery Ray bill, and Marvel's Death's Head, as opposed to all the other Death's Heads yeah, that are yeah, out there. Sure. Um, I have to say, I have no idea about Death's Head. <laughs> Was this something from the 90s? Uh, it's hard to explain. He, he first um, appeared as a, a Marvel UK character. Okay. So he's a, you know, a weird robot. And then he got a, a bit of an overhaul, basically, and they... He um, got toughened up. The '90s kind of toughened him up, and he, he looked more badass than <laughs> his original incarnation. It's the coolest figure of a character that I've never seen before. Basically, um, you know, like it's it's really fun. Um, but they're you know these are very good. Um, the Red She Hulk is one of the nicest three and three quarter female figures I've seen in a long time, and um, you know they've certainly done some improvements on that female. Uh, large female form from the original Marvel Universe female characters. So really nice paint, nice sculpts, all of them very happy. Beta Ray Bill's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So good. So that's my acquisitions. Oh, is, sorry. Go ahead. Is this jaw articulated? Beta Ray Bill? Yeah. No. No. Oh, maybe. I haven't actually opened it yet. Sorry. Um... Well, I'm going to do a... You know what? It might be. It might be. Listeners, write it in and tell us. <laughs> uh, after my you know, sadness at opening the Rocketeer, I don't want to rush this. <laughs> um, the other thing which I did uh, is I've mentioned a while ago that I bought cases of the first two lots of the DC collectible scribble knots. Yes. And my uh, eldest and I had a Scribblenaut opening party the other night, which was mm-hmm. awesome fun, um, because there was a flash in it for her, of course. Yep. Um, 
and uh, ended up with a whole mess of scribble nuts, and I love them. Uh, they're just so cute. Um, so I can't wait for more of them. I'll, get, I'll do some photos and put them up on the site because they're just they are super duper fun. Cool. And uh, like John, I also backed the boss fight Kickstarter. Um, they now are up to the point where if I had $500 and enough passion for this stuff, that $500 all in, uh, level is going to be a really, really good deal. Yeah. Uh, because there are so many figures being made. Um, I, I just did the, a, a set of four cause I basically just want to support them, you know, because I, I want this sort of stuff to work. Um, but if you, haven't actually backed yet or if you have and you're interested in the other things that they're doing take another look at that $500 all in where you get one of everything because there are so many figures being made now that that that's a really really good deal and and the thing is if you're going to do it do it soon so that um you know the the sooner you do it if you wait until the end then you're not going to unlock as many stretch goals or if you do it now you may drive it up and get even more figures that's right and I also backed the um, October Toys Skeleton Warriors Kickstarter, which got funded. Um, they didn't get their stretch goals done, but they got their um, they got over the line. And uh, I just really liked the idea of bringing back that line and the grivy little skeletons. So um, I'll be really interested to see how those turn out. And congratulations to October Toys for their Kickstarter getting funded. Right? Yeah, they're good. They're good people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, I think that is the sum total of our acquisitions and pre-orders and Kickstarter backings. And that (laughs) must mean that it is time for another Toy of the Week. So we will go away and come back and do it. RoboCop. Part man, part robot. All cop. The ultimate in law enforcement. RoboCop and the Ultra Police. The only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals. Headhunter. And Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring Robocop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. Robocop. Robocop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with Robocaps. Well, we are up to the second of our trio of toys of the week, and it is John's turn. So, John, over to you. Something a bit vintage this time. Yeah, you guys know me. I, I'm stuck on vintage stuff. <laughs> and I was on. Um, a recording for flag points not too long ago and Tom Brooks was on there and I, I was telling a story about, you know, the one Joe item I didn't have that I maybe wanted. And I had mentioned the hooded Cobra commander and he says, well, I'm going to keep up with one of those. And he did. So, um, this is the hooded Cobra commander, which was a mail away. And I had one and, um, through a series of events, his head popped off. <laughs> so, so, are you going to s- describe this particular series of events or? Well, no, but well, oh, oh, come on. I, I will in a little bit. Um, but my ex-wife, uh, found the figure in the head. I had it kind of tucked away in a little drawer and, um, she pitched it. Oh, so is, this, this is, this, my, my, is that why she nah, became your ex-wife? It, it's partly part of the reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is strange because I had the file card and this gun and stuff. Um, hilarious. I, yeah. I, and I just didn't have the figure. And so, um, that's kind of been one of those I kind of wanted to go back and, and find. And I, you know, I'd seen him. I just had picked him up before. And so I finally got him. And, um, 
you know, this was one of those things where you send in so many flag points off the back of a package and you would get a figure in the mail and, you know, somewhere between a month and six months, depending on how their fulfillment worked. Um, he's Hasbro. And if I loved are, it stuff. I mean, not the GI Joe ones, but just the whole mail away figure thing. That was like such a, a cool, cool thing. It was. Yeah. That was a buzz. Well, the, the GI Joe ones, like this one came with a file card, but the file cards were more like the vehicle ones where they weren't printed on a box or a card. They're like an individual little card. Um, and they're only one sided. So huh. they're, they're a little, they're a little different. Um, but, uh, if you are familiar with GI Joe, there you know is two different versions of Cobra Commander. Typically, one is the the one that most people kind of remember from the cartoon with the silver faceplate, and then there's this other version where he has a they call him the hooded Cobra Commander, where he basically has a, a piece of cloth you know over his head, and all you can see is his eyes. And this is that version. He's a little darker navy blue, you know, than the the regular. Um, sky blue kind of regular Cobra Commander. He is the same figure from the neck down, but just molded in a different color. And his deco is in gold instead of, uh, the, the red piping down the side of his pants and the, the black knife and stuff. So, so he's a little bit different paint deco wise. He has the Cobra Tampo in the middle of his chest. So he's looking very regal. Um, but the main thing is the head. Um, like all G.I. Joe figures from that time, his head basically is just a swivel joint. And the hood is like a rubber piece on the outside. So a lot of kids were trying to, what's underneath the hood, you know, and, and they'd pry back on the, uh, uh, rubber piece. And when you pry back on the rubber piece enough, his head will snap off. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So now you kind of know what happened. Wee, wee. Yeah. He's always um, <clears throat> he's always reminded me of the villain from the uh, the Captain Marvel serial. Do you remember the uh, uh, yeah the, the the scorpion or whatever his name was? I can't remember what his name was, but he wore a shroud like this, and yeah, he's always reminded well, me of that being a villain and all. Uh, to me, this this version just looks more evil. You know, he looks more menacing. I think. Mm. And, and because Cobra Commander very rarely does any fighting for himself, I, I think this version to me always made more sense because you would see, you know, him sitting on his throne with, with the hood on. And it, it just made more sense. Why would you sit around with that silver faceplate thing? Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, he's got this, this version also has, because it's the same body, uh, his gun is like a little, looks like a little hairdryer if you're familiar with it. Mm. But, um, He's got like a backpack molded into his back that the gun kind of pegs into. So um, that's here as well. Uh, you know, the thing I love about some of the vintage G.I. Joe stuff is it's the little details. And he actually has uh, flaps on the back pockets of his pants. You know, and it's it's those details, I think, that really made some of the classic G.I. Joe stuff kind of pop out and, and, and shine on its own. Um the the hood it it's done okay um you know you got little eyes painted in there with the the single color and the flesh tones around it um some versions of this cobra commander not the the 3 and 3 quarter versions but i think some of the larger versions you'll see the the cobra symbol painted right above his eyes but you know this is a smaller version doesn't have that uh black gloves uh swivel arm battle grip meaning he's not a straight arm joe so uh you know, he's got a little extra articulation there that all the Star Wars fans envied at the time. So, uh, but cool figure. Um, 
couple of the things that kind of probably haven't held up well. He's an O-ring figure. You know, he's got that O-ring figure design from the vintage days. And this one is uh, probably in need of a new O-ring, which I will take care of in the near future. And um, You're in trouble when you need a new O-ring. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I have a whole box of them I got at our local (laughs) hardware store, so it's not not an issue. Um, Not an issue. The gold paint, because it's metallic, it's probably toxic. Um, Don't lick it. Yeah, I won't. Uh, It has not held up well over time either. Too much licking. Yeah. Well, you kind of expect that with some of those metallic paints, I think. Um, they, They just didn't hold up well from back then, so... Uh, the gold probably isn't the best example of gold. You know, if you had one in mint in the bag, you'd probably be a lot nicer. But um, I really don't have any complaints. I mean, he's a cool figure. Um, it's good to have him back. I only had about two or three Cobra figures. And at the time, two of them were Cobra Commander. So um, this guy was normally Cobra Commander and the other guy was normally a Battle Commander or something. The one with the silver faceplate because I actually have him as well. So, <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I have more Cobra Commanders than all the rest of my Cobra figures combined, possibly. <laughs> Maybe not, but I think I have five or six Cobra Commanders, so he must be a, a favorite of mine. But, <laughs> yeah. um, decent figure for back in the day in a mail-away, pretty cool. Um, I'd probably have to go eight out of ten dollars. Oh, very good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it's nice to add things to your collection that you have previously owned and lost through whatever circumstances yeah yeah it was kind of nice to get him back and, and see him he's standing here on my desk he'll probably stay on my desk because um you know he just reminds me of that that good time of the mail away figure <laughs> <laughs> very good well thank you very much for that john and we are come back in just a moment and award another red card to someone or something in the toy universe What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scotty. So over to you. Well, thank you, Ben. Um, I, I have had a few Red Cardable uh, things happen to me this week. Um, hard to choose, really where to begin, uh, but I decided not to go with the a uh, unnamed blogger who persistently steals my photos um, and posts them as his own. Um, I decided not to go with the uh, reviewer that um, irritates me constantly for not giving uh, the creators credit or getting it wrong when he does. Um, no, what I decided to go for this week um is a, a shop that I'm not going to name, um, but I'll just give you the, uh, give you the story here. Uh, here in Melbourne, we have a number of comics shops. We have some in the city and some outside the city. And, uh, we have one chain that's been, it's been around for a very long time and it's had a couple of different shops. And at the time that I've been in Melbourne, they have, uh, had two different 
locations that they've had end of lease sales and uh, moved to new places. And uh, this is probably the place that has the most, the biggest uh, kind of stock of statues, uh, particularly Bowen, um, DC collectibles, etc., DC direct old stuff um, anywhere in Melbourne. And I think one of the reasons why they have such a big uh, set of all this stuff is because the prices are rather crazy. And uh, I have, the, you know, you know, there's certain things that you kind of know that you want, but you're not, you don't, you're just going to wait until you get a good price for them. There's a couple of Bowens sitting there that uh, kind of, you know, think oh, someday I'll. I'll Pick that up on eBay, and when I do, I can get it for uh, US plus shipping and still save a hundred dollars from the price that they've got this. You know, <laughs> these items. Basically, you're looking at about four hundred dollars for a Bowen statue at this, this shop. Yeah. Um, so, and it kind of doesn't matter whether it's you know from eight years ago or now, etc. And then there's a lot of uh, old DC Direct stuff as well. A couple of things in there that I really, really, really want to own. One of which is the uh, DC Direct Shazam and Billy Batson statue, um, which lights up and makes sounds and all kinds of things. And, yeah, it's expensive. And I- I've hovered over a few times over eBay auctions and thought, oh, no, I'll just wait till you know, there's a price I can live with. Well, I'd say going back about three and a half years ago, the last time that they had an end of lease store and had a big sale, I talked to them then and said, you know, really keen for this statue, but you know, wow, this price, amazing. Mm. You know, would you consider this price, which is still, you know, a, a decent chunk of money. And I was just told, no, 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 well, no, not. And so I've now watched that uh, statue sit up on a big shelf, high shelf in the new shop for three and a half years. <laughs> and uh, I, lo and behold, I went there this week and saw, we're moving. Make, you know, sale, da, 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 et cetera. So a different guy, I thought oh, I'll try again. And uh, said, hey, you know, this uh, statue, you know, would you be interested in? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I really have to wonder, like, you know, is is it really worth holding on to a statue for that long and moving it twice when you could have had a decent amount of money for it. <clears throat> well, that's right. And I mean, you could have reinvested that money in other things, which would have sold yeah. uh, quickly and, and yeah, uh, it's dead money. Yeah. And so I kind of, you know, I, I took the guy a bit and I said, you know, I just don't, I kind of don't understand your pricing. Some of these things, so you know, give you an, an example. Another, one of the things they've got there is the, um, uh, Bowen Designs, Luke Cage, Power Man, the, the classic one, which is something that I don't own, which I want. Um, but you know, it's, it's nearly $400. And I can, I could get that on eBay for under 300 US right mm. now. But it's kind of just one of those things that's never really burned a, you know, burned, burned a hole in my pocket that I had to have it now. You know, and, and I said to him, like, oh, you know, I could get that, I could buy that. On, on the internet now for a hundred dollars cheaper. I was like, yeah, well, you know, we've got to get back what we paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but if nobody's buying it, <laughs> <laughs> so just move it and reinvest the money in something you can sell. Totally. So I think, um, I think more, I don't, I don't want to you know, red card this poor shop. It's more just kind of red carding retailers that can't think outside the box. You know, like <laughs> I'm not a haggler. I, I, I often, 
don't haggle when I could, I think. You know, like you kind of think back and think, yeah, I probably could have said, hey, would you take this for it? And they probably would have said yes. Um, I, I, I'm not good at that. I kind of feel like I should pay the March price. Um, but, you know, when the price is ridiculous um, and when you've had, I mean, this, that guy, that Shazam, uh, that, that Captain Marvel statue, you know, I, I've been in Melbourne for four and a bit years. It certainly I've had it all the time that I've been here and it's not a new statue by any means. So surely after that amount of time, if someone says, Hey, I'll give you still a decent amount of money for it. You might think about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. As opposed to, I, yep. As opposed to move it for the second time. Yep. So retailers that can't think outside the box, you get my red card of the week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I really want it. That's the thing. But now, now it's like this standoff, you know. Now it's like I'm just. There's no way I'm going to pay that amount of money for it. <laughs> you need to send a couple of people in that you know can subtly go in undercover and look around the shop. And when you know the guy says, "Can I help you?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm interested in that statue, but man, that is way too much." Yeah, or get, get them yeah, to make like pr- you know. Probably sell it. Maybe it's just Scott. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they right. sell it for less. Maybe I can get people to go in and make much lower offers than what I'm prepared to pay. Mm. Mm. You know, so then it makes yeah. my offer look better. I give you 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, it's just funny. You know, like I, <laughs> I, it's just a funny kind of mentality. Um, um, it's, it's, it's a place I wouldn't, um, I, it's a place I just kind of go in to wander around. I've rarely bought anything there because the prices are always a bit over the top, but they have helped me out a couple of times with things that, I've missed out on in other places where like I, the, the way I found them when I first moved to Melbourne, I had a Bowen, um, on order at D's in Canberra and then she didn't get it. You know, sometimes they get shorted, you know, that they um, get allocated. And, uh, so I was a bit stuck and I found that statue there and it was one I knew was going to go up in value. And so, you know, they've helped me out a couple of times. They're nice guys, but it's just kind of a weird mentality, but you know, not so much the shop, just inflexible retailers, red card of the week, rant, rant. Well, thank you for that, Scotty. And coming up after that well-deserved fail is our third and final toy of the week. Hey kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous corners, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. From the Super Mario Bros. movie. You wanna know what makes him super? Cause they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brain psychics, Iggy and Spike. Using only their plumbing tools and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Bros. action figures from Earl. But don't worry, they're not real. Well, rounding out our toys of the week this week is Scotty. So, Scotty, take it away. Ben, I am reviewing the latest release from the DC Collectibles Bombshell statue line, which is Black Canary. Now, if you are not familiar with the statue line, um, we had an interview with Tim Miller, who has been the sculptor for all of the previous pieces in uh, this line, um, which are based on artwork by Aunt Lucia. And the whole idea of this is taking DC uh, female characters and recasting them into the uh, kind of 40s, 50s, uh, World War II uh, motif, and uh, Black Canary is the latest one to get the, the treatment. Interesting to note, though, that this um, 
particular statue is not a Tim Miller sculpt. It's actually Sam Greenwell. So I, I didn't, I hadn't really registered that until I went to um, do the review. I didn't, I thought that Tim Miller was doing all of these, but obviously not this one because um, Sam Greenwell's got the credit for it. Um, so this is a 2014 uh, release and acquisition. It is a statue. Packaging wise, it has the, uh, what, would I would now call the standard DC collectibles uh, statue packaging, um, which is the white background and the photo of the the toy, etc. Um, which I don't mind. I actually you know don't uh, object to um, them finding a I guess a kind of um, a standard uh, because it makes it easy to identify and I'm sure reduces cost in design you know as well. So. That's cool. Um, so what they've done with Black Canary, if you think of some of the previous statues in this line, Wonder Woman was recast as Rosie the Riveter. Um, Batgirl was, uh, done as like a aviator. Um, Supergirl had her own little, uh, take on, um, a look from that vintage, etc. Um, Poison Ivy, very pinup. Um, Harley Quinn, didn't buy it all over the place, didn't like it. Um, uh, what they've done with Black Canary is cast her as a, a, a singer with a mic- one of those older microphones on a, a stand. Um, and uh, I think it's something that is going to divide people because I love it. I think that um, it's a great uh, choice for how to do Black Canary in this line. Of the statues that we've seen so far, this is the one that is uh, the furthest away from being recognizable to mm-hmm. her comic book counterpart. Um, the other characters have had some sort of version of their their comic book costume incorporated into it, where this is really, you know, a, a fair distance away from that. And if you saw this without the uh, the nameplate. And the, the base that, um, links it to the other bombshells, you wouldn't know that it was Black Canary. Um, so I don't mind it because I think, it, you know, it actually is fitting for her. Um, but I, I do think that perhaps in terms of just the way that they chose to, uh, costume her, that they might have been able to do something to hark back a little bit more to the superhero costume just to keep it consistent with the other, um, pieces so far. Um, Having said that, the sculpt is beautiful. Um, it is a, a, a sexy pose, obviously. Um, she's got a, like a little tartan shirt with puffy short sleeves on and, uh, the, the shirt that the folds in the shirt and also the pattern in the shirt is all sculpted, not just painted, which is beautiful. Her hair is beautifully sculpted. She is wearing, um, gloves and a, a skirt that are, um, have little flaps on them that stick out and they have been sculpted very nicely. It's really quite, um, impressive. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm really impressed by the sculpting effort by Sam Greenwell here. Um, you know, the, the pose is a great rendition of the Aunt Lucia artwork. There's a couple of really interesting little styling choices that they've made. Um, one is, uh, that they have put her in her, uh, fishnet stockings. 
Mm. Um, and another is that they've given her a tattoo on her arm. And those are just kind of the two things I want to talk about here. Uh, the tattoo is something that kind of, to me, takes it a little bit out of the the genre, as it were, because certainly you wouldn't have seen a uh, a woman in that era with a big tattoo on her arm. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're taking license, um, and uh, the tattoo is actually quite cute in terms of what it is, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but I, I kind of feel like it, it clangs a little bit for me in the line because she's already so different from the others in terms of the way that she's been costumed. Um, the tattoo actually is a heart that has got Oliver written on it. So that's quite fun. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's really nicely done, but I I do kind of think it's a bit of a, um, just an odd design choice for the rest of the line. It feels like it clangs a bit. Um, the fishnets are not painted on. They are, um, fabric, which is really cool. Um, but they have replicated one of the things that always really irritated me about the, uh, fishnets that have been used on the, uh, Black Canary and Zatanna action figures over the years. And that is that unlike real fishnet stockings, these are done with gigantic, ugly black seams at the back. Mm-hmm. And I, I have never understood on an action figure why they needed to do that and not just have it, you know, as a little tube that they, um, you know, pull up and then attach somehow. I definitely don't understand why that needed to be done on a statue because it's ugly. Mm, That's true for the era though. But I, I mean, I've actually did a little bit of research before, you know, making that comment, um, to kind of, you know, look at, um, you know, fishnets, etc. And <laughs> no, that's what I tell my wife. I know, it's, I know it's, research, it's right? very, very dodgy. Um, but I, I couldn't see it. And in, I mean, certainly, you know, they come in different styles, etc. And some of them have patterns, but yeah, cause I, I thought from them, I wonder if that's actually the way the fishnets are done that they have a big seam at the back. Um, but even when you do see them, you know, it is a, it's a design thing, not just a, this is ugly fabric glued together at the back, which is what this is and what they always have been with the, the action figures as well. So n- not that I'm going to be looking at the back of this, um, but I-, I feel like for the price um, and uh, for the amount of work that would have to go into this, that finding another way to design that would should not have been impossible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't mind it, but that's just me. It's not, look, it's, if it was a seam that was just like a black line, it wouldn't bother me. But it is, when you actually look at it, and I don't know if you can see my photos or not, it's, it's quite nasty. Like it just, in terms of the way that it's drawn together, it is, it's quite big, bulky, nasty. Um, so it makes it, it, it really detracts in my mind. So if it was smaller, you'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. If it was just like a line that looked like it was there just as a design thing or as a neat seam, well, that's, but that's just the thing that always really bugged me about the, the way that they're done on the action figures is that they're never like that. They're always these big, chunky, uneven, um, you know, black seams that just look bad. And, uh, particularly at this price point, I don't understand, um, 
why it needed to be that way, particularly when, you know, just having a little feel around, it's obviously a separate piece that has been, you know, put, put together. Um, so it, it seems to me like it would have been easy to do it just as a little tube of stocking, but there you go. Um, so that's, that's my, I guess, design choice pickiness. Um, paint is pretty good, but not perfect. She has got gold heels on her boot, um, on black boots, and the line between the gold and the black isn't awesome. Um, mine has got, uh, a tiny little, um, paint smudge on her chin, which you really can't notice, but she does actually have a little paint chip in her hair, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, so I, I'd still, I'd say overall it's a great paint job. Um, and, uh, there's some really nice little choices um, in terms of the way that they've done her gloves and skirt, which are black on the outside but blue on the inside, and you see that um, adding a little bit of texture. And maybe that is a tiny bit of a, a nod back to her traditional costume. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, it's it's quite well done, but obviously not perfect. So... Dolly rating wise, I'm going to give this a seven and I'm, I'm removing a point. I'm I'm removing points for the stocking issue point for the paint issue, but then just a point for the, the, the design in that I feel like there's, it's a step too removed from her comic counterpart to match the others. And particularly when you think about the fact that, that black canary is a golden age comic character. Um, you know, so that there definitely would have been something to draw from there to, you know, make this a little bit more, um, linked to the other statues. Cause it, it, it's already different in that the rest of them so far are, you know, more, have a more still superhero-y feel to them. Yeah. Whereas this just doesn't. Um, so, you know, I, I don't object to the, I, I think that the, the microphone is really cute. It's very nicely done and, you know, great, great, uh, way to cast her in, um, this series. But I, I think that this is just a little bit too far stepped out from the others, um, costume wise. So that's why I'm going to go for a seven. But still really happy to have her, and I'm loving collecting this line. Yeah, excellent. All right. Well, that wraps up our Toys of the Reek, uh, what, marathon? (laughs) Very good. All right. Well, coming up after that, we're going to have some feedback before we close up the show. You can bring home the adventure of Disney's Toy Story, now on video, with the talking and poseable figures of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. My name's Woody. Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Cool. He goes in the dark. Meet intergalactic Buzz Lightyear. His new spacesuit protects him from evil proton rays and comes equipped with a flip-up arm communicator. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Firing missiles on target. Buzz Lightyear and Woody figures are each sold separately. Batteries are included from Thinkway. We love hearing from you about what you like and don't like about what we say and think, and uh, especially when you agree with us, but you know, disagreeing is acceptable as well. Either way, you can agree or disagree with us or add to our vast knowledge um, at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or at AFBlues on Twitter or on our Facebook page, or you can just write things on rocks and throw them at John's house. Um, 
all is acceptable. And we have got two bits of feedback tonight. And John, you are going to read out the first one. So over to you. Well, that explains quite a bit of reasoning why there's all sorts of rocks around my house. Mm -hmm. Um, You should read them. you You know, let me just start by saying, gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Okay. Lawrence. And Lawrence goes on to say, um, Ari, your comments in episode 122 about Tanya Tate's My Hero Indiegogo. Tanya Tate is a true vinyl and minifigure collector and has cred in the area, so I wouldn't dismiss her too quickly. And Ben, you were on 122, so tell us your thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I don't think we, we dismissed Tanya. Uh, we, we certainly weren't dismissive. Um, uh, you know, one of the things is Tanya has a, an interesting history uh, in, in uh, another profession, and um, we just thought it was still quite, you know, uh, interesting to, to go from uh, that profession to having a, a, an interest in toys, uh, so much so that you're actually, you know, pursuing your own um, your own line of toys. And I think probably what we were dismissive of was we thought it was a little bit uh, too pricey for what it was. So, but uh, no, you know, Tanya gets in there and and she represents. So uh, good luck to her. Mm. And she is a supporter of this show as well and supports us on Twitter, etc. So, um, yeah, that's great. And um, you know, I, my um. I wasn't on the show. My one reservation about that particular product is that although it is a blank buck, it's a, a very specific um, stylized buck with the, you know, the hair, etc. that does mean, you know, you are a bit limited, obviously, in the types of characters that you can do. Um, so, you know, I, I, but, but I really wish her all the best and I hope that it does get funded uh, and it's great to see other people wanting to create in this space. I think it's awesome. You know, I, I have to say that I, I think sometimes um, that maybe listeners in the States also maybe don't quite get, um, you guys are a lot more blunt with your humor there <laughs> okay. in, in, in Australia. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I just mean, I, I think, you know, you, you guys poke fun at one another and we're in the States, we're a little more politically correct and, tend yeah. to, you know get upset about things i think you guys are <laughs> able to roll with the punches a little better than the than, than some of us folks here and i'm not saying lawrence has that problem i'm just saying yeah well sometimes in general in australia when people pay you out that actually means they accept you mm. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what they've always told me at work too <laughs> <laughs> that's how we've kept john around so long We're like no no we really like you yeah that's right <laughs> idiot <laughs> okay uh Uh, Yeah, well, thank you very much for that, Lawrence. All all opinions valued and appreciated. Um, And uh, Ben, you've got something to share as well. I have, and we have uh, a message here from True Faith, and uh, he slash C says, AFB has been one of my favourite sites for a long time, and the interviews with the pros are the best I've ever found on the web. Even more surprising when you consider the logistics of setting up all those podcasts when you're based in Australia and the pros are half a world away. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, True Faith. It's funny, the, um, the world clock actually um, works quite well for us. Um in setting up these chats when we are dealing with people overseas, because um, often when we're getting up, people, other people are going to bed or vice versa. So you can kind of say, can we catch you at night or, you know, in the morning? I think it'd be harder if it was falling in work hours in other countries. Mm. Um, but both for US and UK, we have, we usually can find a, a time that, that works to some degree. Some people have gotten up ridiculously early to talk to us, which is really kind and 
vice versa. So, but um, yeah, much appreciated. And that True Faith is from statuemarvels.com. Um, oh, yes. They recently rediscovered our Randy Bowen um, interview and <laughs> were, have been posting about it. And uh, um, I, I compiled a list of just all the different sculptures that we've interviewed for them and really had to look back and go, wow, we've spoken to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah. very good people. Oh, and the thing that I love about it is that people, are, you know, without without exception, are, have been so generous with their time and enthusiasm, and I think it speaks a lot to um, this hobby and this industry. Um, mm. it's, you know, it's a really positive and 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 also they are quite supportive of each other. Like, you know, particularly when you look at the sculptures, like they're obviously a small community, but they are really supportive of each other. And often, you know, it's, it's been talking to one particular creator that has connected us to another one because they will say, Oh, you should talk to this person as well, which is great. So, you know, no one's ever said no. Um, Mm. and, uh, it's, um, it's cool. And speaking of that, if you do have particular creators that you would like us to speak to, please let us know, particularly if you've got contact details, um, because we are always uh, keen. We try to space out the creators like for different areas, etc. not you know, sculpture week after week, but um, love talking to different people. So please, if you have suggestions, people that you want us to try and get an interview with, let us know and we'll try. Or we'll get John to try. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Although I was severely outnumbered by the boss fight people, and I, I felt like I was on the wrong end of that stick. Oh, you did a really good job. Uh, that was great. I, I felt like I was outnumbered, and it was great being with them. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, oh, God, there's too many of them. I can't keep them straight. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoy um, listening to the show when I'm not on because, you know, you get to kind of just have that experience of being a listener, and particularly those, like, you know, that interview um, – I mean, I went out straight away and backed it. Like it, you know, it's a, um, and, and a lot of it's because of the enthusiasm of the people. You know? so. Yeah. I, I have to say, I was disappointed because they were, you know, asking if they could be, you know, as dirty as they wanted to be. And then they didn't swear or anything. So I was like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> They're good people. And, and I had a blast doing that. But yeah. yeah, I felt like I was outnumbered. That's very cool. Well, this has been great fun, as always. And, uh, I look forward to the next time, but right now I look forward to sleep. As do I. As do I. Isn't it morning there, John? Uh, Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for your company, and good night, Argentina. Good night. night. Good night, Adelaide. Good night, uh, uh, Mars. (laughs) Good night, John Boy. Aw. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.
Cool. Yeah. All right. I think that's all of our acquisitions. Um, the next. Who? Who? Hmm. Hmm.